before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. I have got with me Coach Michael Peters today. Coach Peters is currently a linebacker's graduate assistant coach at the University of Buffalo. Uh, he got his coaching career – well, did not his coaching career, but he got his playing career ended at Lake Forest College, so we've got a little bit of ties there. Uh, he got his coaching career started at McMurray College in Jacksonville, Illinois, coaching the wide receivers. Uh, before moving to Concordia University of Chicago, where he again coached the wide receivers um, and was a social media and video coordinator. After that, he made the big jump to the University of Buffalo, first as the offensive quality control coach with the running backs, uh, then the director of offensive player development before settling in as his uh, current role as the linebackers graduate assistant coach. So, Coach Peters, good to have you with me. I've heard a lot of stories about you so far from Coach Kiernan, and uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you today, man. Tony, I appreciate you. Um, you know, it's, it's cool to talk to you since you're back at, you know, the alma mater. And, um, you know, I'm sure it's changed a little bit since I've been there. It's been, you know, six years since I've graduated. Yeah. It seems like yesterday. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm excited to talk some ball with you. And, and uh, you know, thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, first question I've got to ask you is, uh, you know, talk to me about uh, the success that, you know, how the offensive line played a part in the success of some of the teams that, that you've been a part of, whether as a player or as a coach, man, you get, you get nowhere um, with the, without the O-line um, either, you know, playing at Lake Forest, um, play with some really good O-linemen there. Um, and I played receiver. So, you know, without that O-line piece of uh wouldn't have probably thrown for as many yards as he did uh, sure. when I was, when I was playing there. And, um, you know, even coaching, you know, you look at the, um, you know, the couple of seasons I've been here at Buffalo, like we've been able to rush for a ton of yards because of our, you know, our line plays. So, you know, those guys up front, they paved the way. Um, and uh, it's, it's fun to, to actually see the progression of, you know, your offense, um, whether at the division three, division one level, um, right. with the solid offensive line play. Right. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's kind of, it, you know, I, I, me being an offensive line coach, I know it's sort of a loaded question. You know, I haven't, I haven't had anybody tell me nothing you new. Know, it hasn't played, it didn't play a part in any of our success yet. But um, it's always interesting to see kind of what everyone different, you know, mindsets. And and you know, obviously, if I'd asked you that question, you know, maybe maybe six or seven years ago when you were still a player and you were, you know, you were kind of playing out on the edges, so to speak, as a wide receiver, you might not have had the same the same answer. But now that you get to see things up close and and especially you know, you've spent time as a running backs coach. Now you're, you're spending time on, on the defensive side. So you're seeing things, you know, flip-flopped. Um, you know, you understand kind of a little bit more how important that, that, that role is to a team. Definitely greater respect uh, since playing and then right. definitely switching over to defense. You right. definitely have a different, you know, perspective uh, learning and, and just respecting how guys pick up blitzes and, and, and the game slows down. And uh, some of the athletic ability of some of these old linemen uh, is incredible with the size uh, right. as well. But yeah, I, I definitely have a different different perspective on it. Yeah, and, and that kind of brings me to a. I was going to ask you this question a little bit later, but I'm going to I'm going to switch things up uh, a little bit. 
you know, you have been, if you look at, you know, look at your own background, you've, you've been an offensive coach, an offensive player. Um, how difficult has it been, you know, and, and you just touched on a little bit, but how, how difficult and what kind of struggles did you have moving over to the defensive side of the ball after being with the offense for so long? You know what? It's it's uh, it's funny. Like you know, I'm I'm a graduate assistant right now, and um, I'm in grad school. And one of the one of the papers I kind of had to write on it's a short paper was about like a challenging time where you had to like really take a, a leap of faith. Um, and there was an opportunity to go from an off the field role back onto the field, but on the defense, and a, a totally different venture that I've never even really thought about getting into. And um, I just said, you know what? Like it's a great opportunity to learn. Right. Um, I'd say the first couple, you know, the first month or two was, you know, definitely like learning a different language because, you know, even from the formations, you know, they're not called the same, you know, the, the formation recognition, the, um, you know, the play calls and, and understanding conceptually compared to on offense, uh, it's just different. And it's really kind of opened my, um, you know, holistically opened my mind to when I'm hopefully an offensive coordinator one day. Sure. To understand how defenses are calling, what they're adjusting to based on formation, based on what kind of offense you run. So it's been the best decision, Coach, that I've made since my first six years in the coaching is switching to defense. Right. Uh, it's really helped me understand and appreciate, um, you know, all that really goes into both sides. You know, it's because uh, it's it's different. Uh, it's it's not just uh, – it's not the same uh, approach with, with, both, uh, with both sides of the football. Right was and i've heard i've heard this a, a bunch from a, duff, a a lot of different people in, in saying that to be to be successful whether as an offensive coordinator or as a defensive coordinator you have to coach the other side of the ball do you think that's do you think that's 100% true i mean obviously you just said it's 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 going to help you it's going to help prepare you that much more but do you think that's a a necessity for for any young guys that are listening you know i would say definitely do it um, it's fun because I really enjoy talking to, um, you know, guys that were in a similar situation, mm -hmm. you know, trying to climb the, climb the ranks. And, um, I really try to suggest that if you're a defensive coach, get on the offense, you know, coach the old line, coach the, coach the running backs, uh, run a room, um, when you have the chance. And I would definitely suggest it because it's really changed my perspective on just how you approach when you have the reins as a coordinator. Right. Um, and it's, it's funny because when I started here at Buffalo, I was with the running backs and our, our offensive coordinator was the running back coach at the time. And he had talked about how he had worked on defense for a few years and it was one of the better things that he had done. And, you know, I never at the time thought about it, about the impact that it could make. And I think, you know, now I'm at a point like, wow, like I can see why, you know, flipping to the side, to the other side of the football would be beneficial. And so any young coach is really listening, like if you have an opportunity or, your head coach, you know, says, Hey, would you like to move to the other side? Just trust yourself, you right. know, learn it and it'll only benefit you in the long run. Right. That's awesome. That, that's uh, it's, it's kind of, it's funny. Cause I, you know, obviously, like I said before, I've, I've heard lots of stories about you and, 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 you know, obviously you've been in Lake Forest. I forget sometimes that you were a wide receiver because you have, you know, you're coaching the linebackers. I forget that you weren't a defensive player here and haven't really coached defensive players you know, up until this point. So it's kind of, it's kind of neat to, to see that you're having that, that turnaround. And, and, and it's also neat to know that, uh, 
your goal is still to become an offensive coordinator and move to the other side of the ball. So, you know, hopefully that's just helping you do that as, as you know, quicker than, quicker than, than planned and, and uh, you know, getting you there as, as, uh, as quick as possible. So. Um, coach, you make a really good point that I, I was just talking with another coach about is like, yes, I'm on defense, um, but coaching receivers and coaching on the office in general, you can take fundamentals that are applied and taught on offense and teach them on defense. Oh yeah. And, and it's, that's what's been cool for me is like working with the linebackers and we're, we're, we're either backpedaling or, you know, um, you know, 45 drop in and how you put your foot in the ground and, and power angles and, and things like that. Those are all little things that are on both sides of the football. So I've really enjoyed the challenge of applying numerous, um, you know, techniques on, on both sides of the football. I think it's a good, uh, it's a good way for other guys that are considering jumping over um everything is pretty applicable applicable and you know you can uh you can do it right that's awesome um you know again looking through your your resume a couple of things that that jump out at me that are kind of special to my own heart near and dear to me is you know your time at mcmurray you spent some time as the equipment coordinator um and then your time at concordia chicago you spent you know time as a video coordinator and then in charge of social media um, talk a little bit about how you were able to balance those. And, and I know for, for my own experience, sometimes, sometimes those roles can put coaching to the back burner a little bit, you know, and, and, you know, especially with the social media side of things, how, did it ever get kind of where the point where you sort of had to say, I'm a football coach. I'm not the, you know, I'm not the, I'm not just this and, and kind of had to, to focus your attention on, on back on football. You know, it's, 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 uh, you're, you're spot on with that. Um, I, you know, I was just talking about Mac Murray to, um, a former player of mine and that I was only there for 10 months and coach Chris Douglas and Kyle Langhoff, um, they gave me my first opportunity when I was down there and, you know, I went from Lake Forest and Lake Forest, you know, it, it's, it's a different animal there. And it's, um, you know, you're right outside of Chicago and then you're going down to Southern Illinois. And <laughs> for me being a city guy, it was, it was a little bit different. Right. Um, you know, but I think in those 10 months that I was down there, I learned more being kind of put to the fire with, with running the equipment and coaching a position and running your own room. Um, I learned more after I left and looked back on and reflected on that, that I think I did any job. Right. Um, Cause Chris Douglas, he's, he's not Mac Murray. Unfortunately, things didn't, didn't work out with this whole pandemic and they had to, they had to shut down. Um, but Chris Douglas was probably one of the most genuine guys and he really set his assistant coaches up for success. Uh, like I remember, and I'm just thinking about the guys I worked with Ryan Madvico. He was with the running backs. He's now at Hawaii. Um, you know, and another one of our guys is at Garden City uh, as a defensive backs coach, uh, Coach Young. And, uh, you know, so I give him a lot of credit for giving us the tools as we were all first-year coaches for the most part. Starting right. So when you're taking over the equipment and taking equipment out and, you know, you're wondering, like, is this what coaching is? Because this is the first year <laughs> coaching. Uh, and it was like one of those wake-up calls. Is like, is this what you want to do? And uh, I remember washing jerseys on Saturday nights after games. We had a grass field, so we were scrubbing grass stains out of jerseys uh, late at night. And um, it just—it was a humbling experience, man. It was like something that I'm grateful for now. And uh, even the relationships I built with some of those guys that I was there for for ten months—it's uh, lifelong, lifelong friendships with former players and 
assistant coaches I work with. Right. And I mean, that's what, that's, I think that's such a good, a good thing for coaches to experience though, is to have that humility and then maybe not, maybe humility is not the good, not the right word, but to have that experience where, you know, you have to do the laundry and you have to mow the field and you have to paint the game field and you have to do those sort of little things that sometimes coaches kind of overlook and don't, don't appreciate being done. Um, and you have to, and you know, you're kind of, you're, you're, you're at the, the low end of the totem pole, so to speak, which is, you know, it's a term my, my former offensive line coach used to always tell me and, and you've got to do that stuff. But I think that stuff makes, makes great coaches truthfully, because they, they, again, they appreciate what they're doing a lot more and they get a lot more out of what football actually is. Um, yeah, so. I, you're, you're spot on. And, you know, I, the other thing is, you know, I actually, I didn't forget, but, you know, you brought up the pain in the field stuff and you, we had so, we had so many hats at McMurray. Right. That we were, we were pretty spread thin, but we really had got to enjoy the football aspect because of all the hats that we wore. You know, every right. one of us as assistant coaches from the head coach, the coordinators had a, had a, had a separate job to take care of others, academics, uh, you know, video and, so we were all in it together and we had, a, we had like an office called the bullpen. There was about six or seven of us in the bullpen and we, our desks and our computers were about four feet apart. So right now with COVID, I don't think that, that, I don't think right. that work. you know, the, uh, the, again, like that experience and looking back, like being able to balance and still build relationships with your players and, and make sure that they're, you know, equipment traded role. It's yeah, you're right. Humility and and looking back on being grateful for that because it really puts into perspective, you know, what your coaches did when you were playing. Right. Were doing for you. So like, I look back on what Coach Cat and those guys like Forrest back in 2009 through 2013 when there wasn't a um, you know brand new stuff. You know, we were wearing Wilson uniforms. We were, you know, it. So being able to have an appreciation from for building a program right like, I, I, like that that's like the Mac Murray days and Corey days um which I'll I'll talk on here in a second is uh you know really really humbling for sure right so, yeah and then you, you asked about Concordia and the social media stuff and I really uh, I I didn't uh I've never done I never did it before that job but I really fell in love with Photoshop like that's like a kind of a hobby of mine on the side, right like making edits and stuff so like Coach Kieran and U.S. Coach Kieran, and like I loved making like the all conference stuff, and he was big into, you know, making you know making stuff with Chicago, and so it kind of brought up the right out the creativity side. But there were nights, man, where I feel like, man, like we got practice in the morning, and you know, had to meet meet deadlines for, you know, some of the social media stuff. But yeah, again, just a, that Coach Kieran had really pushed, you know, your uh, your ability, your potential, like, mm -hmm. and not just football, but just stuff off the field. And again, another thing I'm grateful for and um, another hat that I got to wear and doing the video and, but you're right. There isn't really a, when you're doing a bunch of hats like that, it's, it's tough to balance and it's tough to just be a football coach. Right. You know, right. It's also a great learning experience. That's awesome. That's, but again, back to back to what we talked about, you know, have the, wear those hats because you never know when it's going to help you get that that next job either. So, um, 
Oh, 100%. And right. I think the more hats you wear, the more when you get into a position um, to teach it, like to say, hey, like I've done this before, you know, like even being here um, at Buffalo, like, you know, I hadn't done some sort of, you know, social media stuff or like a, an image in a long time, but, you know, being able to put out a, you know, a commitment image really quickly, like, you know, you know, welcome to the fam, stuff like that. Like right. just having that in your back pocket to be able to show your diversity and your your, your dynamic person um, that you can add value to the program. I would really suggest that for younger coaches is just get out of your comfort zone and, um, outside of just football. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. You know, before, before we kind of wrap things up, I, 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 I got to ask you, and you know, you can, you can think about this one for a second. Give me, give me your best coach Kiernan story. Oh, you're a pro- that's appropriate that's that's appropriate <laughs> oh man this is a good one. Oh, i wish you would i wish you would let me know before i could have thought this one through i got like a top five uh top coach coach kieran story so coach k um and me and him have a great friendship uh right like you know now you know after after working together um i'd say like early on in coach i thought i knew more than i did and, you know, he was, he used to make us put our phones in the middle of the room on the floor when we would watch film together. Yep. And he used to have us in there for like three hours, um, you know, and so it was, he used to drive me nuts. I used to feel like I was six years old, but I'll tell you this, he, he, he was doing it all out of good intentions. And it's funny to laugh about, um, you know, there's a bunch of stories, man. Like I remember in a game, uh, I think we played, um, uh, I think who were we playing? We were playing Wisconsin Lutheran at home, I think. And um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was, I think he was pissed at me. And, you know, I think we were losing pretty bad. And I think I took my headset and I handed it to one of the other coaches and he's just yelling at me from the, from the, from the top, uh, from the top of the top of the stadium, our stadium at Concordia. And, you know, when I look back on all the K stories though. Yeah. I think the funniest part of like the whole working for him was you don't understand like you don't understand like his ways or his teaching ways until you leave and not and you're not working for him right so like you're you're working for him right now coach like and I promise you like whatever your next step is and now like you'll you'll look back and be like man (laughs) like you know he was talking about um Here's an example. One one off season, he gave me the task to watch every single drop from the past two seasons, and then come up with a report of why we were dropping footballs. Right. And it wound up coming down to, you know, elbow like your elbow angle and your and where your thumbs are at the approach. And he told me he knew this already, but like, so he pretty much did it to see if I would see what he was he was seeing. But like, this was like a like a couple week thing and in my head the whole time like what am i like what are we doing like what, what am i like what am i doing um but it really opened my eyes to watch the game in more, more detailed ways so yeah there's a bunch of stories man and you know i can i can go on for a while but right um i say those are a couple and i'm sure i'm gonna hang up the phone and be like man i should have told him this story because <laughs> um, there's this that many but yeah we've become really good friends and you know he helped me with you know getting in here at, at, at Buffalo and. Um, you know, it's, it's been super grateful for that relationship. Yeah, definitely. He's a, uh, he's a character for sure. That's, that's, uh, there's no question about that. So, 
what's your now I got a question for you. What's your what's your favorite Coach K story oh boy. right now since working for him? Oh boy. I don't know. I gotta there's you gotta have, you gotta have one. There's you gotta have one. There's pro- right probably the the first time when I kinda and this was this is I don't know if this is gonna be perceived as a positive or a negative, but um I, I can remember when we were at the Concordia Chicago scrimmage and it was late, late in the day. And we were starting to kind of wrap things up and <clears throat> I, I had my headset on, but I had the, you know, with the, the, the new headsets or the, the ones we have, you can rotate the, the microphone up. And so mm-hmm. I had my, I'd had my microphone up um, or, 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 you know, rotated up for about five minutes just because we were, we were not really doing much and there weren't, wasn't much conversation. I was talking to a few of the linemen so they could, you know, I didn't, they weren't, nobody could hear me, you know, so I wasn't coming over the, the microphone and, and he kept yelling at me to stop talking in the microphone. And I finally just kind of looked at him and kind of put my hands up and, and, and pointed at my headset and was like, I, it's not even like, you can't even hear me. It's up. It's well. And, and then coach cat just kind of, said he, he doesn't even have his headset on or something like that and so I was just kind of like you're lost in the game right now and, and I, it's absolutely hilarious that you're so tuned in um and you're <laughs> you're just you you don't it, it, it was just to me it was just funny and so we we after after the fact after afterwards I kind of poked him a little bit and said you do you even know you were yelling at me he's like nope nope I had no idea so that's probably that's probably it right now. That's probably one of my favorites right now. So the reason I asked you this was exactly I was I was hoping you'd give me something like that because there would be times where, like as a young coach, you like you take things a little personal, like when right. you're getting you know yelled at and stuff, and you know he's he's yelling at you when he wants to be yelling, you know, at you know a player route, you know, messing up a route, but you got to be able to take the heat. So every game, like you know, whether getting yelled at, whatever, and you know, after the game, I would feel like, you know, he's going to, you know, you know, come after me, you know, not like physically, but like, you know, you know, after the talk to me after the game and like, sure. there'd be times where he just forgets that he just, you know, was yelling at me on the sideline. Yeah. We, there'd be nothing happened. And that's what, that's, that's another thing that I learned. you just got to have a short memory. Um, you got to be able to laugh about it. And that oh. I tell him, I tell him some stories that he has no idea, you know, from, from games. And it's, it's, it's just comical, man. Yeah. He's, he's still, yeah, the same way, but he's, again, it's, it's having that short memory is, is kind of a, you need that with everybody, you know, because people are going to get, you know, if, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're in the game of football for money or to have your feelings coddled, you're, you're in it for the wrong reasons. So it, it, you're going to get, you're going to get your, your, your feelings hurt at some point and, and to have a short memory and move on from it is, is the best for both parties kind of so no doubt man that's your spot on with that yeah well coach last question I've got for you and this is the one that's going to give you fits because it always gives everybody fits but um if you could put together a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you played with uh guys you've coached or guys you were just a fan of who would be on that five-man offensive line all right being a receiver and being a defensive guy now, this is going to be a little tough, but I can think of two. I can think of two off the bat that um, stand out to me. So uh, I started coaching here at Buffalo in 2018, and one of the guys that was really, you know, great to get to know was uh, Jimmy O'Hagan. Um, 
you know, he's, he's on the Giants right now. Um, or he wasn't a Giants, and he was playing for the Washington uh, team in, in, the, uh, in the AFL. But um, just awesome dude, super talented four-year starter. Um, that'd be my center, just because he's my, he's my guy. Right. Um, Joe, Joe Jacoby, I worked with at uh, oh, yeah. Concordia. So he's my left tackle. I got to show love to Joe, one of the hogs. Um, just a great dude. And his hands are the size of three of my hands put together. <laughs> um, he, he could barely walk through the door. Uh, so that was, that was great. Um, so there's my left tackle, my center. Um, my left guard would be, uh, this is going to be just someone I played with and I have a great appreciation for. Um, and he just had that, that mentality that just, I'm going to get after you. Um, Sal Perales is a, I don't know if you met him coach, but he's, he's an alumni of Lake Forest. Yep. Um, so Sal is my guy. He, even when getting into coaching, he actually hooked me up with a job when I was working summers. Uh, I was working summers for Red Bull when I was at Concordia, um, slanging Red Bull off of the back of trucks into, uh, into, into grocery stores and 7-Eleven. So Sal Perales with my left guard. Um, so I got to get a right guard and a, and a right tackle here. Yep. Um, so my right guard would probably be uh, Anthony Lonegro was a was our probably our most athletic offensive lineman. He was he was six four, three oh five, could run. Uh, he was at Concordia, um, and Coach K will tell you about him. Like that kid was super talented. Um, I'm sure if he won some more games there, that he would have had a had a had a had a look, but. Um, he would be my right guard, and then uh, my right tackle would probably be the kid we have right now here at Buffalo, uh, Coyote. Um, he's from Minnesota, man. He's super athletic, um, 6'6", um, 315, um, and he's going to have a bright future ahead of him. So that'd be my that'd be my Mount Rushmore right now. I don't have a I don't have as many years in the game as I'm sure Coach K probably gave a much better Mount Rushmore. But uh, I think he yeah, had definitely. he had Jaco he had Joe on there. Um, I, can't I hope so. Yeah, Man, he, <laughs> he had, but I can't remember who else he had. But he had, yeah, he definitely had Joe on there. So, so that's 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 my line, man. That's uh, I think that's that's a pretty good old line for for a couple of years in the in the coaching game. So, oh, definitely, definitely. Good, good deal. I I can I can roll with that. I can appreciate that line. So, um, well, coach, before we get you out of here, do me a favor. Um, drop your Twitter information, uh, your Twitter handle for everybody and anything else you want these guys to know. Yeah, guys. So, uh, you know, anytime you guys want to hit me up uh, on Twitter, my Twitter handle is capital UB underscore coach Peters. Um, you know, shoot me a DM, talk some football. Any way I can help you guys, um, you know, if you're trying to, to network and, and, and climb the ranks, um, it's possible, man. You just gotta, you just gotta keep, talking to people, building good relationships. And, um, you know, it's, you know, it's not really about who, you know, it's who knows you, uh, when the time is right. So keeping relationships fresh and, and, um, just be genuine, you know, do things out of, uh, for the right reason. Um, you know, it's, and again, I think I, I listened to one of your other, uh, podcast coach and, um, you know, you gotta love football. Yeah. And you gotta love it enough to do stuff that you, that has nothing to do with football. Uh, <laughs> You know, and that's that's something that people, unfortunately, don't understand that aren't involved in the game. Uh, is it's, it's coaching is a small percentage of it. It's almost a reward for the other stuff you have to do. Um, so yeah, if you love this game and you really want to, you know, climb the ranks and and 
and coach. And this is, you know, isn't this is my end goal, but you know, I I love where I'm at, and you know, I'm I'm definitely love to be. I'm loving that I'm home, and um, you know, just any any advice I can ever help with anyone. Like I said, feel free to reach out and coach if I can ever help you out in any way. Um, please let me know. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that, man. Um, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, and and best luck to you with with whatever happens this 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 upcoming season, and and uh, hopefully we get the hopefully we get some games and at least get to, to watch some, some football on TV and, and looking forward to, to catching up with you down the road. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm hoping the Foresters can go win a Midwest Conference championship, man. I, I'm hoping uh, I'm pushing for you guys. That's the plan, man. You guys go do the same. Absolutely. Coach, I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate right. you. Thanks coach. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe and you can find previous episodes on anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Thank you.